Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you to stay quarantined, lace up your combat boots, pull on your jinkos, and crank up the grunge. The podcast turns 90 with a special Whatcha episode of Normies Like Us. The truth is out there. Do you remember who you were before you went to hell? Away with you, vile beggar. Cloud strife. Right. There are some places a sword just can't reach. So you're supposed to wash your hands for 20 seconds? The thing about... Yes, it's, it's a lot of hours, but it's sit-down work, and yeah. it's three or four hours a day, and it pays pretty well. We're back, normies. As we said up top, it's the special 90th episode. Can you believe it? We didn't think we'd make it, but with your host, Colin. Mikey Medical. Joe. This is uh, Javid19. Oh, jeez. <laughs> this, is, this is the <laughs> sickest little boy you've ever heard. Um, yeah, not to keep it too topical here, Normies, but uh, in lieu of the question up top, since this is a special episode, I guess we'll just jump in. We'll talk a little bit. We are all quarantined. We're doing these uh, from separate houses right now, talking to each other online. How are you guys holding up? Well, you mean uh, aside from the uh, constant sense of impending doom, uh, I'm doing all right. It's great to hear. So the usual. Um. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're Jacob, you've burned all your cash. You're you're straight <laughs> furs. You yeah, say furs I'm, will be the currency of the future. <laughs> I've got my bottle caps. I got. I'm um, collecting my my toenail clippings and jars. I'm ready to go with any kind of post apocalyptic situation. I'm working on a Shiny toilet crumb, paper baby. empire. I think that's the new gold. <laughs> so apparently, selling it on eBay for forty five bucks a roll. Yeah, no, we're we're waiting until it gets even. It's going up. It's going to be like Mad Max, except instead of the juice, it's going to be the rolls. No, we're not nervous here. We're hoping all of our normies stay safe and stay fine. But I'm sure, like me, you guys have a lot of extra time on your hands. Are you dealing with that okay? Are you kind of trying to fill it up with something? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still working from home, so like you know, I just uh, am finished with work and then immediately home. Like that's been kind of nice. So I've been able to uh, to do a lot more stuff around the house, actually, that, you know, we'll definitely talk about in this this big What You Catch Up episode. Yeah, and like Colin said, not to be too topical, we do hope everyone out there is staying safe, being careful, and if you are at home, hopefully, you know, you got everything stocked up, but we're thankful that you're stopping by with us for our 90th episode, and we'll probably be talking about all the things that you can do in your house. Red alert, we got some uh, new news today for you and many other things, I'm- so... So sick. I'm so sick, but it's the 90th Normies episode. Oh, and it's a Tuesday. I just have to update my phone. <laughs> well, if it's a- oh, no. Oh, that's supposed no. to be me? Uh, that's going to age poorly when one of us gets it. <laughs> We're gonna it be- will age poorly when this is an in-memoriam episode for me. <laughs> I don't want to be the Utah Jazz of podcasts, please. Uh, yeah, don't be Rudy Gobert. Um, you know, social distancing, folks, you know, practice it. We've given up our, our weekly face touching ceremony where we all get together <laughs> and rub each other's faces. It's really tough on the Vulcan communities, you know, no more mind melding, you know, but they, <laughs> they've taken crunch. it pretty logically. They're just like, OK, we'll all you know, live in a bubble. Some people were suggesting that instead of handshakes, people just do the Vulcan salute from now on. So No, I saw the Wakanda, <laughs> Demolition, the Wakanda X. Hell yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of options. Yeah. Well, luckily, we've been kind of doing this podcast uh, through the internet, you know, with the wonders of technology. So we're we're pretty set and ready to go. Uh, keep this rolling as as this goes on. But uh, otherwise, we just kind of want to keep you guys entertained in these times. And you know, so we're going to probably get into this 90th episode, Colin. If you want to set it up, 
Yeah, we're going to be talking a big whatcha. That's when we go around on the special every 10 episodes. Just talk about the pop culture we're consuming. We're normies like you. Let's talk about what the new normie stuff is. And then at the end of the episode, we're going to do a big hitter shit where we kind of talk about what the delays are going to be for this virus going around. So let's dive right in, guys. Right, normies, we're sitting here in our plastic bubbles, but uh, we're going to let you in for a special episode again as we're talking about our whatchas. Um, whatcha, whatcha, guys? What you been consuming? We just talked a little Star Trek. We got a mention from Mr. Spock himself. How about uh, the other captain people love? You guys want to talk Picard for a second? Oh, man. I, I will talk oh, about sure Picard. Do. <laughs> I, I don't want to get into spoilers because some people are probably going to watch it. And Joe and Colin, you haven't seen it yet, correct? Yeah, no, I'm I'm holding off until the end, and then I'm going to use that seven-day trial. If we're still in quarantine, that'll be great. I'll finish it in, in a day and a half, so. Might become a month <laughs> trial. Yeah, Colin, how about you? Yeah, my, and I don't care. You know, me and Star Trek guys just go crazy. But, you know, we, we talked a couple Star Trek episodes. Joe had actually gotten into, had gone through, you know, TNG and some Deep Space Nine. Jacob's a big Deep Space Nine fan, also TNG. But, um, you know, I love Picard, the character. But the show, ooh, it's rough. I think it's the worst Star Trek I've ever seen. Jacob. Well, I'm not quite as negative about it, but I'm not, I don't think it's good. Uh, but I wouldn't, I, I don't hate it. It's just, um, if like, okay, if it wasn't the Star Trek brand and like being about Picard, I think it would be like a decent dystopian sci-fi type show, like the expanse or something. But because of the, the Star Trek label, it, it, it doesn't live up to, Next Generation or other previous Star Trek installments, basically. But just to set your guys' levels real quick, Mike, you said it's the worst thing Star Trek has put out, correct? Yes, in my opinion. I think it's the worst Star Jake, Trek. But you haven't Whoa. seen Discovery. I've seen the first one and a half seasons of Discovery, but I have Jake, not would, seen all is that. that your People low, think Jake, that's the Discovery? worst Discovery, so... Um, I didn't even watch that much of Discovery. I think the worst... The worst Star Trek thing that I can think of was probably the second J.J. Abrams movie with uh, like Benedict Cumberbatch's Khan. That might be my least favorite. But you guys are right in that same ballpark because kind of your critiques have been that it is that more J.J. action-oriented sci-fi opposed to Star Trek, right? Yeah. Um, I I think it no it it makes a lot of references to Star Trek stuff, and I think it tries to be a part of the universe, but it doesn't it has a different like philosophical idea of what the universe is than than traditionally star trek has had so i think a lot of people are turned off by that yeah you know to keep it you know brief here you know star trek was always to me a show that was kind of about the best of humanity and being hopeful for what we might achieve one day if we can all work together right and this is like no we're we're always going to be shit you know humans are shit we can't get along there's you know shady government people it's like it's the kind of the antithesis of that uh utopian ideal and it, it's like i want a show that makes me feel like good and now it's like even i feel depressed when i'm looking at the most like the paragon of good captaincy so it kind of ruins the right. best character and that's why i think it's the worst interesting no i think that kind of like sells it for me a little bit to be honest because <laughs> it's the last know, jedi of star the, trek uh, yeah i well i love oh, the, the idea of star trek and like you know 
that ideal to live up to, but I think challenging that universe and seeing even the darkness in there is kind of interesting but i mean i haven't seen it so it's all about execution right yeah yeah well i kind of sorry i kind of agree with mike because um you know star trek like starfleet and the federation they're supposed to be like a post-scarcity society where there's no racism there's no greed all this stuff um, but now we're seeing like Starfleet is still like doing shady stuff. And usually, I mean, there was sometimes an admiral in like the next generation that was bad in some way, but it's usually just an isolated thing. And generally, like in the next generation, they would go to other planets and deal with like more primitive societies that would have the issues and they would be the kind of like the ones that are above it. And that's why even in the ship, you know, they don't have personal conflicts with each other. Now it's kind of like, no, like the world's still shit. Like people are still racist and stuff. So I don't know. It just doesn't live up to what, you know, like what Roddenberry wanted Star Trek to be. Interesting. Well, I think like you had the Borg in the the movies after uh, TNG, right? Mm -hmm. Like that kind of like is almost like a 9-11 type event. You know what I mean? And then to see post that you have racism back like that kind of makes sense to me thematically Mm. right like that happened in the real world and we're not even a a utopian so that is true like the um actually the whole kind of inciting incident of picard is sort of an allegory for 9-11 and um like kind of dealing with the out aftermath of that um but also, and I just feel like Picard, the character, he doesn't feel like the Picard of the show. I mean, I do think it's closer to the TNG movies than the show. But even compared to the movies, I don't think it lives up. So, How old are we That's sitting now? Good. What uh, Patrick Stewart is 98, 110? <laughs> what, what are we sitting at here? Let's I mean, see. it makes sense yeah. for him to still be flying around on spaceships in that world. What will you guys No, say well, he's he been retired, retired for like vineyard? 20 years. Yeah, right. And yeah, he's been retired, and then he's he oh, goes back into duty to to do one last he job. Says, Logan, type of thing. Logan, we <laughs> yeah, said phases, right. Logan. Yeah, <laughs> he he's taking like a great health risk. Even his doctor is like, "You sure you want to go out into space?" He's like, "I must." Oh really? Protect. Yeah, but um, I, it, the last thing I'll say is I also liked when Star Trek was just one episode, one arc, you know, and it's like a contained yes. thing. I and I know TV has moved into kind of more serialized stuff, so. It's just how it has to be. But I like when it was a little more simple. Well, yeah, that is the trend of, you know, modern TV, very serialized. A lot of, you know, dystopian stuff generally sells better than kind of the the bright outlook that the old Star Trek used to have. But yeah, even DS9, which, you know, some people, yeah, that was controversial when it came out. Um, doing the, you know, the Dominion War and everything, which had like episode arcs. But even within those episode arcs, each episode had its own contained storyline still. Now in Picard, it just feels like a mini series where it's just like one episode blends into the next one and it's just a season long arc instead. We saw the Mandalorian with great success sort of touch on the same thing where it had standalones in the middle, but a nice really long running arc through the middle of it, too. Yeah, I love yeah. standalone episodes. And that um, makes me want to ask you while we're on like space and Star Trek and Star Wars and the Mandalorian. Have you guys seen like the teaser for Mandalorian season two that came out uh, last couple no. weeks? No. Oh, really? no, I haven't seen that. that. None of you. Wow, this is breaking news. Get that alarm sound back. Uh, <laughs> what it was mostly was showing behind the scenes of the show. And this technology they developed over the first season was instead of using green screen, they have a 360-degree LED projector. So they're projecting a digital desert onto the soundstage. And it's mm-hmm. like an extension of their sets. And then they can capture that on camera. So it's like a throwback to 
projection mapping of the old days just with better technology and it's really incredible what they're doing so they can just move the mountain in the background like super easy and so it's like the actors can see what's happening in the distance and react to it instead of just a blue room so camera does real-time adjustments as well if you move it for angles and stuff but mike what you're saying too is the biggest thing in the world the fact that the actors who are there ming na wen playing that uh, assassin for the huts or whatever can turn Mm -hmm. around and be like oh there is just like a giant desert behind me i totally understand what's going on and they can use that to actually light the actors. So if you want, the, what they, one of the best quotes was the cinematographer was like, to be able to shoot at sunset for 10 hours straight was insane. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That show also kind of made me mad, though, when I found out that Pedro Pascal isn't in the suit like 90% of the time. Are you surprised, though? No, I mean, I know that he has stunt doubles and stuff, but you, like... You think Robert Downey Jr. is walking around in the Iron Man suit all day with the mask on? No, no, but <laughs> now... Jacob, just like see he's the always wearing the... learned that uh, it is John Wayne's grandson. Do you love that? Yeah. He's That's a cowboy. Cool. Eh, I just think, like, I get that he has stunt doubles for, like, action scenes and stuff, but, like, it's a character that wears the helmet all the time. So you essentially hired Pedro Pascal to be, to be a voice actor, but, like, you know, the... He can act with his body, too. So, I don't know. It just kind of feels... That's like, an Andy Serkis it, job. It's kind of like the opposite of Dread, where Carl Urban was like, no, I won't take the helmet off. Like, he's supposed to have the helmet the whole time. Right. Oh, yeah. Which, credit to Carl Urban, like, it's just going to be my lower jaw. Yeah. <laughs> but then that's job. how you know he was actually in the suit, because you can see his lower jaw, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a judge, damn it, not a space doctor. Um, <laughs> nice. Did anyone see, uh, I've been watching also Clone Wars Season 7 on Disney+. Plus. Ah, uh, not yet. Tell me, buddy. It's pretty decent. I mean, it, it's just the Clone Wars again. I mean, same stuff. You get some interesting stuff with the, the bad, bad batch, batch of clones. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so, and it seems episodic. Again, Mike, this is Dave Filoni, the Star Wars guru. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys watch that chef show at all, but I just watched a couple episodes of those where John Favreau at the same time is like, we're cooking with Dave Filoni and he's working on Clone Wars and I'm finishing up this show that I can't tell you what it's technically called yet. And I'm just like, yep. oh my God, this is great. <laughs> Um, That's funny. But yeah, you know, it's, I, I don't know. I've never been a Clone Wars guy. Dave Filoni, obviously the the big architect, like I just said, he, he's got all the pieces. I, I just, I think he just focuses on stuff I don't care about, the clones. Yeah, which I mean, and I watched the entire series, so it's like it's almost just requisite viewing. Like, hey, I got to finish it and I'm stuck inside. So I just figured I'd mention that that's something I've been checking out on yeah. Disney+. Plus. Um any other Disney Plus it, stuff? Or, um, yeah, what are you on, Joe? I'll keep it sci-fi oriented. I've mm-hmm. been all about science fiction, mostly with like a, a horror tinge to it lately. So I've been, my quarantine show has become The X-Files. That's my new rewatch. Um, nice. I've, I've only done it once before and I really wasn't all that committed to it. Um, this time around, like I'm enjoying it a lot more. I don't know if it's just because I've gotten more into like conspiracy bullshit as I've gotten older, but I do really enjoy it. Um, and then I've been peppering that with some, some movies. I finally got around to watching the Cloverfield paradox, the third of the Cloverfield movies. Do you guys ever check that one out? Is that the John Goodman one? No, No, that's a good one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the John Goodman one is the the uh, you know the ten Cloverfield Lane. One. Oh yeah, right, ten Cloverfield Lane. No, this I haven't seen Paradox. Is, it's it's very much not meant to be connected at all, and then they just kind of like shoehorn in one right. line, and I really couldn't believe it. Where like Donald 
Loeb uh, shows up on a computer screen and he's like, it's called the Cloverfield Paradox. If we do this thing we're doing in space, who knows? Even monsters might like show up in the past. We don't know. And it's oh. like, oh, see, it's like Cloverfield. Which <laughs> is like, that was a yeah. little weird. That was the birth of this podcast again. A Hadron Collider in space and satellite got flipped on. And of course, uh, you guys came up with the idea for this podcast. It is the Cloverfield Normie Paradox. Um, no, it's bullshit. <laughs> Joe, it's bullshit. That little hand it uh, or thing, I guess, going on the it ground. It was so funny. Well, and too, like Cassie and I had watched Bridesmaids a couple weeks ago. So to see that guy show up again and go from like his role in Bridesmaids to this, he basically just plays the same dude. He's like, oh, my arm, my arm's like its own thing now. And it's like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I, like it was, it was okay at best. I would say like, I didn't like the shoehorn aspect. And then uh, spoiler alert at the end, they give you a, a tease. You not even tease, but like they just show the, the original Cloverfield monster. Clover. Yeah. And this, the, you know, the twist is that they didn't fix what they thought they fixed. And now monsters run that universe, I guess. Oh, do you guys geez. think we'll do a Cloverfield so episode? Is that normie enough? Probably not, right? I would love to talk all about the the crazy viral marketing behind it because I got mm. super into that when it was happening in two thousand. Yeah, it had so many merch tie-ins. Slusho, Joe. I know you're a big. I know you're oh, a, yeah, huge dude, a huge Slusho fan. fan. When I remember people like you know the the rumors that like oh the slusho had you know some DNA from the monster and when you drink slusho you would explode like she did in the movie like crazy mm. stuff like that. Yeah, you're making Originally, me think I'm probably gonna watch Super Eight tonight. Mm. Oh yeah, that, that would be a good one to check out. And then the last one I watched, uh, first time I had ever seen it, uh, Event Horizon with Sam Neill. Oh, nice, nice. I, what do you think? I like that movie a lot. I like that it was, movie as it well. It was crazy. Yeah, like I. <laughs> We had a friend back in college. I can't remember who it was, but there was someone who was like, that is my favorite movie of all time. And me being like, oh, that's weird. I'll oh, probably I, never see I it. I hope we're not um, friends with that person anymore. <laughs> but I, I did. That's a good it. movie. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, it's all right. It's, like, it's too much more horror than sci-fi for me. Yeah. Mm. It had a real uh, Dead Space feel to it. Yeah, Dead Space yeah. definitely. Hellraiser. Name dropped it, Hellraiser, little uh, little slight Doom vibes maybe as well, which who knows if oh, we'll yeah. talk yeah. about that more in the future. Yeah. And some good effects too, I think. Good like, uh, you know, effects like uh, makeup yeah. and stuff. stuff too, yeah. yeah, yeah. When the, it helps explain why Alan Grant would later be hallucinating a raptor saying his name in Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> Man's been through a lot. <laughs> Mike, the best moment in TV history. Alan. Alan. <laughs> Alan. <laughs> People say I mean, Jurassic I Park jumped the shark. You know, we're living in a dystopian future, so I would just like watch other dystopian futures. So that's that's mostly the kick I've been on. Good tip. True, true. Well, continuing on the sci-fi angle, uh, I've been watching this new show on HBO called Avenue Five. Um, so this is from mm-hmm. you know the creators of you know Veep, um, In the Loop, you know all that all those political fast talking type comedy show. Um, this is the same kind of comedy style writing, but it takes place on a, basically like a, a space cruise ship, um, that like goes, that, you know, there goes off path and they, and they end up being in space for a lot longer than they planned on being. Um, and so Gilligan's it's, it's a, Island in space. 
Yeah, but it's nice. it's a dark comedy because there's that. there's real stakes of like people can die and all this stuff. Um, and you know, it starts a little slow. I think it's pretty funny, not as funny as Veep, but I thought that show was like one of the best comedic shows ever. Um, this one's a little, you know, it's pretty funny, but once you get to like episode eight, like shit gets really real and like it's actually pretty pretty intense um so i'd recommend checking that out if you're interested in like dark comedies and, and sci-fi jacob have not watched it um obviously interested in it just from your opinion of it and uh armando Iannucci, obviously very cool uh, i have seen a lot of headlines because it just did just get renewed for a second season where the headlines were wow hbo betting big on this and such a such a flop, you know, with people not liking it. This is the equivalent of John from Cincinnati. I'm like, ooh, okay. Mm. Yeah, I know it had some mixed reviews. I think, you know, the first episodes, like I said, it starts a little slow. But once you kind of get into it, I think it picks up a lot. And you kind of realize, like, the whole twist of it, is, uh, it's not really a spoiler, but, like, basically people aren't who they say they are. Or, like, they're not as expert tease on certain things as they think like uh hugh lowry is the captain and everything i don't know just give it a chance watch a couple episodes you might like it well how about josh gad is josh gad good he's somebody i have some well, trouble with <laughs> he's i i really i find him very annoying but like his character is supposed to be annoying <laughs> oh, so good. so you have the same problem i have <laughs> in every role yeah he basically he plays the rich asshole owner who's like um very out of touch and stuff so it kind of fits he fits the role um yeah, but, but basically it shows about how he sings. Uh, Do you want to build a snowman halfway through? <laughs> yeah, um, but essentially the show shares the same themes with Veep in that everyone is just incompetent at their job. And like the whole point is that no one knows what they're doing at any t- any point in time. And they're just pretending like they do. Um, so, you know, not as good as Veep, but I but I it's kept me interested enough so far. All right. All right. I have another thing, but I want to ask, because we've pretty much been talking exclusively about TV shows. So how about we hit TV shows, wrap that up, right? But um, there's one more that I've been watching that I want to touch on, and that's Hunters on Amazon. Um, I know we're big fans on the pod here of Killing the Nazis. Um, And this is a show all about that. that. Yeah. And it's like, what about the secret Nazis that came to America after World War II as scientists, etc.? And then there's a group of... uh, Jewish Americans and actually a wide variety of group. There's like a, a Vietnam or, you know, veteran and things like that. And they're all hunting Nazis together. And it's a uh, very cool. Um, I thought I've it was cool. It. I've missed yeah. it. Mike is Pacino good. I think Pacino's good in it. Yeah. I think he's actually trying, but uh, I know Jacob. She's might got have... a great ass, but she's also a Nazi. <laughs> That's right. I did not see that coming. Um, yeah. I've watched some of this as well. Nazi actually, it's funny God. because uh, I was planning on, uh, basically, I did not like this show very much. I was planning on coming on and trashing this show. Um, so Trash it's funny it. that... <laughs> well, so basically what I thought is that this is... this The the person who made this show feels like they want to be Quentin Tarantino so badly, but they just don't have the talent <laughs> oh, that he we has. We all do. <laughs> so to me, it's very... Uh, feels very derivative of Tarantino and very cliche, and I just don't like it very much. Is it loaded um, with like feet stuff? Is there a lot of feet stuff in it? <laughs> no feet at all. Stealing my joke but, uh, immediately. It's like a foot montage. Where can I work this in? But like this show, it wants to be Inglorious Bastards. And I think Inglorious Bastards is like so much better than this. But I've only seen the first two episodes. So I should say that. I just, it didn't hold my interest oh, enough to. Definitely. 
I finished it for the record. I think Inglorious Bastards is like Tarantino sucking his own dick so hard. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. so over the top. And like this is like at least if he's imitating Tarantino, it's not as bad as like Tarantino self indulging. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I like Inglorious Bastards though. I to like it, but I thought that was too much. Uh, I don't know. But could we just that's me, my hot take? It's like if Tarantino does it, it's it's Tarantino. But if someone else does it, then you're just copying Tarantino's style. And I mean, there's some like even the the group. It's like they have you know they have like the black exploitation you know heroin with it could an be afro. A little housey, yeah. Yeah, it's just I don't know. And the other thing, like even from the first scene, I was like so turned off by this movie the first scene is just like so bad like i just i don't want to spoil it but like and even the fact that they are embellishing things that happened in the holocaust that didn't actually happen to like an absurd degree and i feel like you know the holocaust is bad enough already we don't need to like make stuff up to make it worse question to the whole team here uh do you guys Mm -hmm. do a lot of amazon shows i don't watch a lot of amazon shows i think the only ones i've ever done are the boys which we discussed on here and the tick i've been getting into it more the boys yeah the boys was good um i've watched a couple on amazon we were Um, watching the expanse and then we got onto this one because it was recommended by a friend so I wonder if you guys great. are Jack Ryan or anything like that. I'm just curious how oh, they no. handle no. action on the Amazon Prime Network. To me, it looks very cheesy and bad. It, like, is Hunter's yeah. pretty stylized at least? Does it feel like it's, it's got some money behind it? It's trying to see. That's my problem. Is like, I feel like it's trying to be stylized, but it's not in a way that I like the like even the framing and the action scenes. It just doesn't feel like like Tarantino when he frames a shot. There's like intent behind it. This just kind of feels like. You know, it feels like typical TV framing, but it's not. It is TV, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it didn't work for me. I, I might go back and watch some more, but I really was turned off after the first two episodes, so I don't know. I'm not but saying. Me, Amazon is like to order shit. I mean, I, I don't I don't know. I feel like an <laughs> Amazon show has to try so much harder than other streaming services. Because uh, totally. I always forget it's a streaming service. Like, if I'm being 100% real, I always forget that you can stream stuff on there and an, oh that comes with your prime like no that's just so i can order my bullshit from amazon and get it that's why they have to keep emailing you like hey you know how you buy stuff from us we also have tv shows that you can watch please please <laughs> uh, i remember us all really liking the boys though yeah uh-huh. which i, I did like the boys check out, Mike. sorry I mean, to the hunters i mean, I mean you might like right. it colin I don't know. Um, There's no such thing as too much Nazi killing to me. The best thing about it. I might save it for a rainy day. (laughs) This is the best thing about it is um, it does bring up like the issue or the the fact that like the U.S. brought Nazi scientists over to like work on the, you know, um, Apollo program and things like that. Like it at least is like saying, yeah, exactly. They're like, hey, this really happened, uh, which is. For sure. an interesting angle, but that's the thing. Captain America like, and the Winter Soldier already did that, man. Like we all know, Hydra's in there. <laughs> yeah, I guess. How so. dare you yeah, name no, drop the thing? Why I've got Operation Paperclip memorized, Joe? <laughs> that's the thing, Mike. Is that I like the idea and the concept behind it, but I didn't like the execution of it. I guess. Right. Um, but while we're on the subject of World War II and Nazis and all that, well, actually, a lot of the movies and stuff I've seen recently are 
on that theme for some reason, but I also wanted to highlight one show that I just recently watched on HBO. It's a, it's a brand new show. First episode is out. It's called the plot against America. Now this is a, based on a book by Philip Roth. Um, and it's created by, uh, David Simon, the, the creator of the greatest TV show ever, the wire. Um, but it's about a alternate reality where it's 1940, um, the U.S. hasn't entered World War II yet, um, but it's you know things are leading up to that. And in this reality, Charles Lindbergh, the pilot, becomes like a rising star politician who decides to run against FDR. But he's running on like a pro, like a anti-Semitic, um, isolationist, xenophobic platform, um, and. It's very interesting. So it's about kind of like the rise of fascism in America during World War II with Charles Lindbergh as like the Hitler figure. It's it's pretty interesting. I just I mean the first episode is out, so maybe check that out. I really liked it. Philip Ross, I'll the plot you, against like, America, where you could tell me it was Philip K. Dix, the man in the high tower, and I would just nod and smile and say, sure. Yeah, whatever. it's a lot like it's a lot like um Man in the High Tower, but so far I mean I tried to watch that show, which was also on Amazon. Um, didn't really hold my attention. This show is actually very good. I mean, Winona Ryder's in it, uh John Turturro, um, Zoe Kazan, so some some big name actors in it as well. That's awesome. Uh, you know, HBO I think everyone was like a little concerned after Game of Thrones and the fact that Westworld is just now coming back. But, you know, they made the greatest TV show of all time, The Sopranos. So it makes sense. The second greatest TV show of all time. Uh, Colin, I know there's another one on HBO you've been all about, right? I want to check that out. Yes. I'm all about The Outsiders. I thought that finale was fantastic. This is one of the best Stephen King adaptations possible. I would urge everybody Mm. to uh, go ahead and check that guy out. If you like True Detective, where there's actually something supernatural going on, check out The Outsider. I have been interested in that. A friend of the show, Cole, has been watching it and he likes it as well. So I have to check that out. Can I drop oh, one, Cole's just one it? more show instead, guys? Just just real quick here, because I do need mm-hmm. some explanations and some stuff summed up for me. I did just finish uh, season three of Castlevania on Netflix. Normies, go back and check out our Castlevania episodes. I believe, Mike, you said you were catching up on it post that. Joe, you weren't on the episode, but I, I believe you had seen a couple episodes at least, right? I've seen a couple episodes of the first season. I haven't seen gotcha. season two or, or season three, but I have or three at this I've point. seen some Jacob. screen grabs. Oh, yeah, I've uh, seen season one and two, <laughs> but not not cut up on season three yet. Not yet, slept, not yet. I've been sleeping on it, too, actually. So I haven't oh. but I, I've been meaning to. I'm sorry. You said there's a lot of bondage I'm stuff desperate. in this season. There's a lot of bondage. There's a lot of What about feet? Let me really get it right into the mic. There's a lot of bondage stuff now mike it's uh, impressive that you say there's a lot of feet stuff so this season has birthed the new meme step on me vampire mommy and that is what i wanted to talk to you guys about oh uh there's a lot of that sounds uh, something it sounds interesting to me yeah i think you'd like it a lot there's a lot of nudity (laughs) in this season uh, some betrayal some sexual politics but uh, i want to ask you guys jacob as our internet expert there's a term. Wait, wait, wait. Anybody... When did he get that job? <laughs> of course, I know the internet. <laughs> Mr. Hollywood. He's our, game, he's so our youth correspondent. I think I pointed this time. out every time he does a, a silly meme like the uh, uh, a couple weirdo ones. Um, you know, classics. <laughs> some classics. If sure. To rate the Reddit for a minute. The Reddit has transformed post the airing of this season because the last two episodes in particular where the uh, sexual stuff really comes out the most – and people are throwing around the term 
one of the lead characters, Hector. Hector is a simp. Hector is a uh-huh. simp. He's being a simp out there. My boy is just being simped all season long. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? You don't know what a simp is. So I picked it up from context because obviously, of course, yeah. I go, oh, he's acting like Homer Simpson. No. <laughs> no, no, he's just a simple-minded idiot <laughs> Colin, thinking that his Colin, dick Colin. is what that means. No, a simp is like no. so. <laughs> if, like so oh, on Twitter. <laughs> so like I think it kind of got popular. It's probably on Twitter and stuff. But like a simp is like if you're going into the rep- like if there's a, a girl that you follow on Twitter and you're going in the replies and like commenting every time. Like it's similar to a reply guy. If you know what a reply guy is, a white um, marry me, honey. I know what a reply <laughs> guy white knight adjacent. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, the guy who I'm what? the guy who just on tweets of girls at the gym does like heart emojis. That's me. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you, it's you would work. be a simp. You would be a simp yeah. in that case. So you're like you're simping for a girl that you're into, uh, like a, like a, a internet celebrity girl that's never gonna like notice you. Then you're a simp. Okay. Generally, Do you know there's the, like. Um, Exclusively one way. Four year old virgin, where he's like, you're putting the pussy on a pedestal. That's that's essentially yeah, uh, exactly. But you I guys think don't think Ariana Grande is going to respond to those those emojis <laughs> I'm sending to her? That I don't know. Hey, keep <laughs> simping. Gonna, keep simping. Gonna take you out. This <laughs> yeah, Twitch streamer that I keep spending money on isn't going to take me seriously. <laughs> yeah, who's, who keeps like, telling me about her OnlyFans? I know what you're up to, girl. <laughs> yeah. It's gone from from cuck to simp. Right, like mm-hmm. in an interesting way, Joe. Yeah, but, but it, simp but is like a less offensive retroactively, term. Retroactively, yeah. but retroactively destroying things. I was a big fan of regular show for a long time. Now people say Mordecai, you know, the the Blue Robin on that. They're like, he was a simp. He was a simp the whole time. What an idiot! He's a simp. And now people act like they don't <laughs> like that show. Well, I'm like, Castlevania is most... ruined for you because of this. Like, how old are you, kids? I don't know what you know context you're reading, but. Um, Generally, most people I see talking about simps and that kind of thing online, they're mainly doing it as like a joke, like the meme and everything and like not really taking it that seriously. But I mean, I could be wrong, I guess. No, I accept everything at face value. (laughs) I I think these kids are getting worked up. No, it's it's ironic that I want that vampire mommy to step on me. (laughs) Step on me, vampire mommy. Step all over me. (laughs) Uh, There's a lot of good boy talk. I was making that Uh, up. There's a lot of collars (laughs) on people as people are walked around and sexually degraded. It's fantastic, guys. Well, vampires have always played in that world. Yes. Well, but Mike, when you're playing that video game on the NES as a six-year-old, oh, no. are you ever like, I bet these digital sprites are sexually degrading each other? No, this is real. It's crazy. Yeah, and there's a long history of like vampires representing like queer people and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's all not, good not stuff. Not in the game, though. <laughs> well, I mean, check it know, out well, to a degree. It is my yeah, hot But I mean, I did like the first two seasons. I was wondering what they were going to do after season two because obviously... You know, they killed Dracula in that one. So, like, well, how are they going to top oh, that? You know? Spoiler alert. You know, oh, sorry. Joe just said, <laughs> what could replace Castlevania? Castlevania? <laughs> or, I'm sorry, what could replace Castlevania? What could replace Game of Thrones? I think it is Castlevania. It's it, it, mm. it walks the line in the sexual world that pushes boundaries where you're like, ooh, this is interesting. And it has a world that is ever growing where now characters can't interact with each other because it needs to grow. So, I, I really appreciate that as well. Hmm. That, that's definitely high on my list for uh, quarantine 2020 Castlevania. <laughs> yeah, I think that the Outsider and uh, Avenue Five are all all recommendations. Yeah, I nice. think so too, guys. I yeah. like that we're giving each other some recs to watch. So normies, if you need a show, there's some stuff for you. But right now, let's jump over to the movie section. Let's talk about what we're watching. 
on the big screen, or maybe small in our homes. One by one. This isn't a hospital, it's a cage. It's important we find out your power so we can help you get better. We're back, quarantine 2020 on a 90th special episode. Uh, I just uh, let somebody in the door. I know we're not supposed to. It was an old lady <laughs> who did bite me, so I don't know how much longer I've got, guys, but let's go oh, ahead you're and probably jump fine. in talking about the movies. I'm probably, I'm foaming at the mouth a lot, and it's very <laughs> hard to breathe, and I don't think it's COVID-related, but uh, yeah, I'm fine. Probably just have rabies. As long as you let her touch your face and your eyes and your ears, you should be fine. Uh, <laughs> well, she was, that's the thing, Mike. She was wearing gloves, but she bit my arm. <laughs> that's, yeah, I, I've not seen those uh, in the CDC reports, those type of cases. It might be a little more Shaun of the Dead-y. So y'all just see what's up. It might be. It might be. Um, uh, we're talking movies here, guys. Right. Uh, if I can just jump in for just a second. We were talking a lot of space stuff before. Um, you, you were mentioning... Um, uh, oh, what the fuck did you just say? You just watched Mike or Mike Joe, watching- Black Hole? What what the hell did you watch? Uh, I watched Event Horizon. Horizon. Event Horizon, yeah. Black Hole. It's all the same. And Men in Black, uh, I just realized I also watched Oh, that. very nice. For a minute. Well, to stay on that sci-fi topic, just a hot tip for you guys. Things that I have been watching. I haven't been doing a lot of movies lately, but I have been hitting the old YouTube and watching like the dumbest things you can ever imagine watching, but I'll just throw this out to normies right now. I've been doing a lot of just like school plays. <laughs> I'll just watch like high schools, like musicals or like school plays that they have put up on YouTube. I'm just like, oh, this is great. And they're very earnest and That's they're very like in the moment. Fascinating. Yeah, so and wholesome. I just cry at the end of them because like all the kids try really hard. <laughs> Joe, the best one to watch is the staged play of Alien that people put on two years ago. It's oh, in yeah. Bergen County, New Jersey. Jersey, and you can find it, it sure on is. YouTube, dude. And I watched yeah. it. I'm like, this is the best. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, one I watched that when it, uh, when it first came out because they put it on YouTube right after. Like, they yeah, and it shot poorly, it but it. Sigourney Weaver comes out. She does like a very cool like presentation of the material at first, and it's just cool to oh. see how the kids adapted it to the stage. Yeah. They got Sigourney Weaver to Come up, she she up? like came. I think they ended up closing the show, and then when there were protests, that people were like, "No, you can't stop!" Like the the people who put it on want it. Dan O'Bannon, the screenwriter, yeah, James right. Cameron. Yeah, and then Sigourney Weaver was like, "Trust me, I've got this." And I think she came out and kind of spoke to everybody. They basically sweeted the movie, right? That's a be kind Dude, rewind it is, reference. It is, it is cardboard. It is so much into the be kind rewind universe. When you see the xenomorph come out, I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it's Got a lot like, a like that community hotel. Halloween episode. I was worried yeah. you were going to be like, it was, you know, the Susical the Musical in 2005. I was like, oh no, that was me. <laughs> I've, I've done a lot of sad stuff like that where I literally will just bawl my eyes out at the end of it and be like, Lights Off was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of things that make you bawl your eyes out, has anybody been bummed out about delays? Because, yeah, people can't go to movie theaters right now. I know, you know, we're talking about coronavirus, but the king of corona, Dom. Uh, from Fast and the Furious was defeated, <laughs> yeah, and they had to right. push the movie back a whole year. <laughs> okay, on, so Mike. My he, he was defeated that. twice. He was defeated because <laughs> right. of Bloodshot, uh, just That's absolutely true. tanking at the box office, and Fast Nine. But Joe, you do yeah. have a theory about Fast Nine? Yeah. Delay. So is is that 
them seeing the writing on the wall and being like, we're not just going to push it back a month. We're going to go a full year. Full year seems like a lot to me. That's either well, like you have inside information about the actual, you know, world pandemic we're in, or you needed to do some massive reshoots and lucked no, out. Actually, I think it's just that they don't want to compete with other like blockbusters later in the summer. So they want to release it around the same time period. So they're just pushing it a year so they can release it in the spring. That would be my guess. I think they're mm. trying to put Sonic in it. <laughs> he fucking he drag races him at go the end, too Mike. Too fast. Yeah. <laughs> Sonic's going to end up being the highest grossing movie of the year, the way this I is going to so. You um, thought you had me, Hedgehog. You never had me. You never had your rings. But this does remind me, uh, speaking of Fast and the Furious, I did just watch Hobbs and Shaw the other night, uh, oh, which is shit. on HBO. Um, yeah, that was interesting. Um, not actually, as fun, right, Jacob? Just not as fun. There's there's an element nah. of like the earnest soap opera-ness of Fast and the Furious that is just removed. Yeah, I don't know how much it works to try to expand the universe with spinoffs. Um, I mean, it's The Rock and Jason Statham. I guess they just like their chemistry together. Um, it's actually kind of scary because the whole um, plot of that movie is about stopping a deadly virus. A <laughs> virus. I just put that together. Yeah. How dare you? I thought you were going to say it's scary because of robot people. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it also has Idris Elba who has coronavirus. So a lot oh, of weird shit. parallels there. No. Um, <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, it's it's not great. Um, it was entertaining enough to, to watch, you know, in quarantine. But uh, I wouldn't have, you know, it's not, I wouldn't put it up there with, with, any of the Fast and the Furious movies on the level of like ridiculousness, although it does get kind of crazy when they go to Samoa and meet Sam Rock's Sam extended Wah. family. Sam Wah, as as The Rock calls it at first, and then they get to Samoa, and his mom just calls it Samoa the entire time. And I'm like, Rock, I don't think you know yeah. what it's called. And I didn't realize that his character was supposed to be like a first generation like immigrant from Samoa in this, oh, but I yeah. guess he is. Um, and then he goes there and he calls all his brothers Usos a bunch. Um, yeah, the and Usos. then Roman Reigns Uso is in there. Brother. Yeah, dog. That's yeah. his cousin. Um, Mike and Joe, if you guys have not checked it out, do, do you guys care if we talk? And it's not spoilers. It's Fast and the fucking Furious yeah. Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> uh, I couldn't care less. I saw the, the Ryan Reynolds scene, and I think that's probably okay. the movie. That is oh, what yeah, I Ryan Reynolds. So, Jacob, Kevin Ryan Reynolds, Hart. Kevin Hart. What do you think of those two cameos from there? Weird, and then Joe, if cameos. you don't know this, uh, it's David Leitch, the director of like the John Wick stuff. Obviously, he did Deadpool 2 as well. The villain of the movie, Joe, is just like a robotic voice. They didn't have anybody in there to do it, and they didn't want to commit, so they just had Ryan Reynolds modulate his voice for it. So he's kind oh, of that was Ryan Reynolds. So the twist is supposed to be that he's like the over lord no, of the. No, because they don't want to commit to it. They just want to set up that there is a bad oh. guy who has history with everybody. But we'll let you know if we ever make well, a sequel gotta, to this. Yeah, they got to leave a cl- it, cliffhanger it, for Hobbs and Shaw John too. Cena. Oh, well, God. I want it to no, be. He's... People have talked about it. I want it to be Keanu Reeves, man. Oh, that would be mm. funny. Okay, but yeah, the Kevin Hart, the Kevin Hart cameo was like I didn't understand that. I Why? guess because him and The Rock have a good relationship that he just wanted to be in this movie. Yeah. But Kevin Hart has a rider. G seven says anytime <laughs> The Rock does a movie, I'm in it too. <laughs> I got to get a piece of that action. Yeah, Mike. yeah. It's because they couldn't peel him off his back that day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they left the no, spatula that was pretty, at the other uh, set. I would say that was the most cringeworthy part of this movie when they tried to shoehorn Kevin Hart in and he was like, no, guys, I'm, I'm like an action hero, you too. You gotta take me. I'm a trio. We're a trio. <laughs> what? Yeah. 
And then my favorite part was probably at the end when a they're trying to they hook a tow thing onto a helicopter and then a helicopter is pulling a train of cars and trucks that are all connected together. Um, yeah, that was pretty The Rock pretty has his arm on the chain and he's holding the truck and he's pulling it and holding it so that the helicopter doesn't move. And everybody goes, yes. what the? And they can't say fuck because it's PG-13. But obviously it's like, well, no human being can just hold two pieces of machinery together. Except Captain America. Right. He did. Yeah. Yeah. But you do get a lot of, uh, uh, you know, world building with uh, the whole world backstory of the, the Shaw the family. Yeah, yeah, you know, it takes place on Earth, Mike. We find that out in this one. It's a <laughs> fucking big spoiler. Yeah, yeah. No, you get you get the backstory of the Shaw family. You get his sister who apparently exists. Yeah, you know. I think Helen some Mirren. of the magic is the Rock shaves the goatee that he has in the other Fast and the Furious movies, and then he mm. just kind of becomes a bully. He's not as he's <laughs> he's not as it's hard. Because he's not as family oriented, even though you just brought up that he sees his long lost brother and mother at the end right. of this movie. But it's like he also doesn't give a shit about family. his daughter anymore. Like it's so, it's like it's Joe. It's bullshit yeah. how fucking worked up I get about these movies. So don't you dare. And then he has the weird uh, like love relationship, like the relationship stuff with Shaw's sister, who's yeah, got to be like twenty years younger than The Rock. Yeah, and The Rock is again. Yeah. It would be like if I fell in love with a statue. Like it, it just <laughs> wouldn't mean anything. You would just be like, well, they can't. There's no compatibility. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, well, this movie makes it seem like The Rock is supposed to be like this big like ladies man, which I never got from any of the other Fast and the Furious movies. But whatever. The Rock was just That's like, I want to be charming in this one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly, okay. Joe. So Fast and the Furious again, yeah, getting pushed back. But at least you got Hobbs and Shaw on streaming and all the other movies. You could also go back and listen to our episode on the Fast and Furious. But I was bummed when that was pushed back a year. And whether it's a conspiracy, like kind of Joe watching the X-Files, like they have a <laughs> lot of work to do. Out there, man. Maybe they're putting Sonic in or maybe it's like Jacob said, it's to not compete Joe, with the late year blockbusters. Who knows? Yeah, I have a hard time <laughs> believing that they, I mean, maybe they do need reshoots, but like those movies always perform well at the box office. When people so I can go to a movie yeah. theater. They perform so well, that's why I wasn't worried about them like competing with anyone. Hmm. Like, if hmm. anything, well, let's look at the whole list here. worried. You're Let's right, look at Joe. the whole list of the movers. We've got Black Widow, F9 the Fast Saga, Mulan, New Mutants, James Bond, No Time to Die, A Quiet Place 2. And I think, I just, I don't think there's a conspiracy there. I think that the analytics of box office now are so pinned down to the date that people go, well, if we can't get August 12th, we got to get August 12th, 2021. And we right. can just redo the whole hype train to start from scratch, build it back up. But man, now. A- yeah. Which Another new- question I have, mm-hmm. like we've seen um, the Invisible Man and the Hunt are going to be available uh, to just download and watch at home for like 25 bucks a pop from Universal starting this week. You guys think that that's going to happen with stuff like Quiet Place 2? I mean, Disney, I Plus, dropped, Disney Plus dropped Frozen 2 way earlier than expected because of this. So mm-hmm. like... I don't know. What are the, what are they going to do with Black Widow? Like for those films that are all already released, Joe, I do understand the window being this odd twenty dollar two day rental thing that they're doing. But you would lose you would lose millions of dollars if Black Widow just showed up on Disney Plus tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. But when are we like at this point? We don't know when people are going to be able to go to the movie theaters again. Like 
if they'll even is feel this like it. Come out? Yeah, yeah this year the future is uncertain. At this point? And Joe, yeah. you're you're Josh Boone, your director of New Mutants. You finished making your film three years ago, and you're just yeah. like, here we go. This I is was going to say that's probably the pushing, funniest delay. <laughs> and then Jacob, you're just or, sitting there like, this month, this is the month, and then yeah. you just like, there's a guy coughing next to you on the train, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I wonder if that's a so, sign of things to come. They're going to be yeah. like 50 by the time that movie comes That's out. what I was thinking. Like, Maisie Williams has got to be like five years older than when she filmed that already. So, like, <laughs> who knows? We're going to go through it's a gonna, time she's bubble. She's going to be 30 years old doing shows on like <laughs> London's Broadway and be like, oh, that movie's finally coming out. That's, I'll say right which now, is the last most vestige of the. Yeah, it's the last gasp of the whole of the um, X Men universe. But weirdly, I mean, it's Cannonball, it's magic. Like those are characters I love, man. Like I oh Anya Taylor Joy and her giant eyes that take up eighty percent of her body. I fucking love her. (laughs) Come on. Yeah, man. No, I wanted to see it. Like I was getting really excited for New Mutants. So Fast and Furious and New Mutants are the ones I was most uh, bummed out about. Um, Um, I think. It can't be good if it's been delayed that long. Like, there's no way it's going to be good. New Mutants? No. Yeah. It's going to be great. Can you imagine if it has bad CGI after all that time, though, Jacob? <laughs> I mean, we're never yeah. going to see it, so what does it matter? <laughs> yeah. So that, that's, that's the, the one I could see them being like, it's coming to Hulu in a two weeks. You all- if we had to likely. hit or shit it, guys, would you say failure? Would you say in a shit being, it just it doesn't even get released at this point. It goes direct to or a hit it comes out and people receive it well. I, I'm going to go, I'll do a tentative hit. I, I think I it'll like be. Just drop it now. Like just drop it now on something. People need the morale. I think people mm. would be kinder to it as a gift than anything. That's a good point. I could see it doing, you know, financially well once it comes out, but I don't think it's going to be a good movie. And I don't think any movie that gets delayed that long, like there's a good reason why it was delayed that long, you know. Well, in this, the, the reason was this property switched hands to a different company and they had to, you know, uh, figure out whether they were doing reshoots or not. I mean, well, it's, yeah, it's right. all this merger stuff. You guys, you guys were talking about your uh, frustrations with Picard the whole time earlier. And I was thinking in my mind, I was like, man. When is the Orville going to come back? So Disney's just not yeah. going to spend money on this shit anymore, are they? Huh? Yeah. No, we'll have to see. I mean, I think like they've dropped the the Fox name, right? Like they're the, it's twentieth century, and that's different. So not like twentieth century studios, Joe, in the twenty first century. Why wouldn't you update that? Why wouldn't you just <laughs> do twenty first century studios? It's right. kind of like, like the other thing is when people can go back to the movie theaters. Is everyone going to be sprinting? Is New Mutants going to be a pole? Like, I think that people are going to kind of dip their toes back in before they jump all the way in. And New Mutants, I don't think that's going to be like a huge. Pull. But yeah, with the you know with the quarantine, once it winds down, it's not going to be like okay, everyone can automatically like congregate in groups again. Like, it's going to be a Just slow get your thing. New Mutants tickets, yeah. <laughs> because the you know the virus is still going to be out there. It's just going to be past the the peak of you know, infection rates, I guess. I'm going to pitch this could even, this could affect the way movies are distributed, like just at a more rapid rate. We've been seeing streaming creeping into it. This is just preparing people for a world where, you know what? Movie theaters are kind of whack. Like Mike, that's exactly what I was kind of getting at with the, okay, the, the invisible man, 
I could pay 20 bucks, sit on the couch and watch a brand new movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I what know. I think they need to do more of is like simul like simultaneous really releasing it for home video, but you have to pay like 20 to 25 bucks for it. I could see that because otherwise it's not financially feasible for them to do it. 20 bucks for a household of four is yeah, not 20 bucks it. per ticket for four. Right. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, well, but yeah, I don't think they would just drop night. it on streaming. Like they're not going to just drop it on a streaming service where you can just get it for free if you're subscribed. I think it's going to no. be like, yeah, like pay no, someone should say it's like a, a pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an digital release. However, it's not a physical. So DVD sales and Blu-ray sales, I mean, those are just going to plummet, guys. Yeah. Those are plummeting regardless, though, is kind of the... Yeah, those are old mediums. Except for it's the crazy. streaming. It's crazy. It's a crazy time <laughs> we live in. That's our youth consultant, Jacob Evil. <laughs> those are old mediums. What's a, what's a DVD? You simp. You fucking simps. <laughs> trying to you watch your Blu-rays. You fucking for simp. Blu-rays over here? <laughs> no, All right, what other movies, guys? What are the movies you guys can watch and what are you looking forward to? Well, um, um, I can mention we haven't really talked about on the show before that would be worth bringing up for your old quarantine watch list, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, I was just going to mention that I recently, right before this all happened, I went to the Boulder International Film Festival oh, in Boulder, right. Colorado. Um, oh. So I saw some movies there. Um, that was pretty fun. The the I guess the main special presentation on Saturday night was uh, this movie called Resistance starring Jesse Eisenberg and Jesse so Eisenberg was there in person Marcel doing a Q&A Marcel. after. Marcel, famous yes, mime. the French the most mime. most famous mime of all time. He had That's some right. sort of uh, relationship with so, the Boy Scouts of France and they like liberate a town or something. It's all uh, a true yeah. story, right? Yeah, it's all true. And basically, so during World War II, Marcel Marceau was a, a Jewish resistance fighter who was also like smuggling Jewish kids out of Germany and France um, when, you know, cause Germany invaded France. So this is about the invasion of France and then Jewish uh, French people like Marcel Marceau, who was Jewish um, basically starting a resistance and like smuggling Jewish children. Um, it's very interesting. Um, it wasn't a, an amazing movie. Like, I don't think it'll be like nominated for an Oscar. And, you know, there's so many like World War II as a subject is like so oversaturated in movies, obviously, but it was a decent one. I would say it's like middle of the road, not terrible, not great. Um, gotcha. but we yeah, he was there Marcel for a Q&A. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg himself. Yeah. My, my buddy, Jesse. Incredible. Nice. Yeah, he's alike. all right. We we actually mentioned too back on the World War Two train that uh, yeah we we talked a couple episodes ago about uh, Jojo Rabbit briefly. Um, That's right. I, I enjoyed it a little bit more again than Jacob. So it's like the Hunters Jojo Rabbit split again. Well, I I, I like Jojo Jojo Rabbit is better than this movie Resistance. I would say that. Oh, wow. Um, I did like it. I mean, uh, if you look in my notes, I did a little uh, my revised top ten of 2019 after I saw more of the big movies from that year. And Jojo Rabbit was number nine on that list. Mm. Um, I, I did like it. I thought, you know, it's a hard line to straddle because it's like taking a very serious subject and making it silly as a way to like properly like, you know, process it. Um, it's a very hard thing to do, right? Because mm-hmm. if you go too far, you can be seen as like, you know, it's just, it's too taking silly. Taking a mass genocide lightly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Jacob, very hard to would do. Would you have liked Hunters more if it cut to Taika Waititi as Hitler a couple times? 
I would uh, like maybe. most movies more if it just cut to Taika Waititi as Hitler. <laughs> yeah. Underworld. These, the vampire lichen war. Oh, is that Taika Waititi as Hitler? That's a crazy werewolf. <laughs> I do think he has some very... Uh, <laughs> I think Taika Waititi is a very talented guy with a lot of very interesting ideas. Um, everything in that movie didn't quite work for me. Like There were some moments that I, it was just too over the top. Um, I think with Sam... Uh, Sam, what's that guy's Rockwell. name? Sam Rockwell's Sam character Rockwell. and um, some other stuff. Like at times it just felt too silly, um, but at times it really did work. And it shows how a young child could be like indoctrinated into like the Nazi ideology. It's kind of more like a Aesop's fable, right? Kind of more childlike look at it. Maybe. From yeah, the child's of... perspective for most of the film, yeah. Yeah, it's like if Wes Anderson made a, a Holocaust movie. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it, yeah. <laughs> Except it would have been Bill Murray. God, I would love that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So. I'm in the Nazi camp. <laughs> like, yeah. it even ends It ends with a German version of David Bowie's Heroes, which is like, felt wow, a little cliched, yeah. but also I, I love that song, so I wasn't complaining too much. You know, it's a great song. Yeah. Mm. So plenty but of that going on. Nazis. Yeah, so Jojo Rabbit. Um, yeah, for some reason, I've just seen a lot of World War II or Nazi or Holocaust-related movies recently. But at this, and it seems like at this film festival, there was a lot of that too. I watched a lot of documentaries there too. There's a lot of good documentaries. I was supposed to see this movie Proxima, which is about a female astronaut starring Eva Green. But that movie, there was apparently a Whoa. last minute rights issue. So they couldn't show it at the festival. So it got canceled. That was kind of a oh, bummer. I love Eva Green. Yeah, I love Eva Green too. Um, but so yeah, I didn't get to see that. Um, some really good documentaries. But uh, yeah, it was a good festival, a good time. Nice. Joe, Colin, you guys, either you've seen anything uh, interesting as of late? I'm watching too much. I'm watching a bunch of old stuff, man. Like I ran through a bunch of popcorn movies, a bunch of feel-good stuff on the couch during during the quarantine. Like Men in Black uh, mm-hmm. did the whole uh, Indiana Jones saga again, Back to the Future. There's a lot of great classics on Netflix right now. Did you now. Crystal Skull? Uh, yeah, I, I did them all. I did them yeah, all. Wow. He said them all. He did them all. all right. um, <laughs> no question coming America. up there, I feel like, guys. We got to get going on that. <laughs> yeah, we just did a, a Lord of the Rings binge like a couple weeks ago. It's like, damn, we really should have held off because then we would have had something that. to do. But we don't watch The Hobbit. We, we No. We, oh, that, yeah. We're not a I, Hobbit household. I would like to do a Lord of the Rings binge, but I want to see the extended cuts of each one. Is there a way to do that DVD. on streaming? Right, oh, so, yeah. So for all the millennials and uh, the Zoomers, a DVD, <laughs> it's a physical disc. Fucking <laughs> So I have yeah, the extended. I just wish that I'm you simping could... over my DVDs, dude. Because I know there's a there. It's on one of the streaming services. I know, but I just want to see the extended cuts. You know, because that's the full. Yeah. You need like the full twelve hour experience of the trilogy. You know. Exactly. <laughs> so explain. Uh, I have a quick quarantine tip: Shutter and all horror streaming service. You get a free month right now with uh, the code Shutin. And oh. they have a bunch <laughs> of great stuff. I In the Mouth of Madness, Tammy and the T-Rex, Mandy, Escape nice. from New York, Child's Play. Tons of great movies. I would hope this is on there, but a great one for when you're shut in is John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, yeah. I think they do, yeah. <laughs> That's they, a great one. Like I said, when In the Mouth of Madness. movie to watch right now. Mike <laughs> fucking puke my eyes out. Any movie with Kurt Russell is a great movie to watch right now. Yay. 
Yeah, one more movie that I'll throw out there that I that I rewatched recently, which is relevant, is Contagion by Steven Soderbergh. Um, it's a pretty good movie. Um, and, you know, and you were doing it, and you just kept licking your fingers and touching <laughs> your face, and, and putting your fingers in your ears, and yeah, you're yeah. disgusting. Oh, man. And there's another one called Outbreak, which is on itchy. Netflix. <laughs> Outbreak, so. an old uh, TV event series, right? I've not watched that, but sort of like a weird '90s, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah it, it was a TV event and then a movie. Uh, the movie's got like Morgan Freeman and a couple other people. Yeah. Right? And that's, that's been in the top 10 of Netflix's most watched movies all week. Yeah. I haven't watched that one on Netflix. I just it's noticed sad, it. Right? Um, yeah. Contagion. Well, and then the also. Strain. Oh yeah. And then Colin, wow. there's also the stand, right? The nineties stand, uh, the stand. uh, miniseries. Yeah, you know, and some as we were there. talking about uh, The Outsider earlier, obviously I've been obsessed with checking in on my boy Stephen King. He's at the end of every episode where he says things like, I wanted to take the supernatural and put it in the real world. And you're like, oh man, what a great pull quote. But he's got these wow. great tweets now where everybody keeps saying to him, actually, COVID-19 isn't like Captain Trips from The Stand. It's a lot worse. So take care of yourselves. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Yep. You got it. You got sure. it, Mr. King. Sure. Hopefully, sure. Uh, hopefully the Cloverfield paradox caused me to go back in time and p- include one of those Stephen King quotes on the intro to this episode, which you've already heard by now, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> and I'm bringing up my phone right now. Here's an update for us, Jacob. I just got a text from my dad. Color out of space is bad exclamation mark so i know we were looking forward to that wow what perfect timing that's a hot review i'll I'll still watch it what do you know randy brooks (laughs) what do you know know, man nicholas cage screaming (laughs) what do you know yeah you you can't stop me oh man well any other movies then or should we kind of move on let's move on we roll over let's uh let's play some games for our quarantine days let's dial down and play up nice We are back. We're talking video games. I'm not feeling too sick after that old lady bit me. We've got a little more time here, so let's talk about how we're filling that time on these hard days inside. We officially are indoor kids now, guys. We're not going outside. We're not playing football or basketball. We're stuck yeah, at home outdoor playing our video games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. You know that stoop kid from Hey Arnold had the right idea. Well, he's a little <laughs> he's too far my stoop, outside. Jacob. <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, so we're talking games. I mean, there's a lot of things that have been happening. Uh, just based on this, E3 again was canceled. We mentioned that uh, on a previous episode. GDC, Game Developers Conference, was canceled. Um, so we're getting a lot of uh, digital events. So we, we just got uh, today, as of recording, the PS5 like big announcement. And everyone thought they were going to talk about the council, but it was just a big snooze fest where they're like, uh, this is the data rate that we can transfer with our uh, SSD. <laughs> it was like, oh, I'm getting this info live, Mike. Specifically yesterday, I was in the PlayStation 4 subreddit. It was the big mm-hmm. news. They were all saying, remember, PS5 news is only on our PS5. I'm like, oh, I got to go subscribe to that Reddit. I missed it all. <laughs> so I, I didn't know what they said today. And I'm, I'm happy to hear it was just bullshit. It was an Instant hour long. Load times, though. Yeah, the load times are going to be sweet, but it's like, I want to see the controller. I want to know what the damn thing looks like. Xbox has already been, like, crushing it right now with the, the tower, hype wave. Baby. Yeah, right? And then 
they're just like, here's a bunch of specs. And like, I was looking at the live chat on YouTube. People were just spamming Z, like snooze fest, like boring. People were typing like nerd alert. Like no one was into it. <laughs> Simps. Like in, in the time of chaos, what you need for the hype. Load times. <laughs> like, oh, Simps. I'm not going to stand and simp for Sony right now, but they, they could have done a, they should have done a better job. Uh, with a little more flash bang, because people have been waiting for months, you know, and this was just pretty much seemed aimed at developers. And so like that was a bit said, of a bummer. Mike, with with all the delays of the events, the fact that this is how you have to get the news out now. I've seen so many people just saying like, "Why don't uh, E3 do the Nintendo Direct? They do the Nintendo." It's like there's already a word for it. Nintendo has that figured out. You guys should have gone on this a long time ago. Like Microsoft should have said, like, well, okay, but this is also our time to shine. Here's our stuff. Blah blah blah. Come on, PlayStation. Just yeah, like we I'm said a little in bummed movies. out though, because like we were gonna get, you know, WB Games or whatever was supposed to come and tell us all about this new Batman game they've been teasing yeah. forever. And like, there are a couple like you know smaller announcements of like just specific games I was looking forward to. Uh, that you know. You release it digitally and we get to see it. That's great, but don't make me wait. Yeah, and like, you know, Nintendo's had success with those directs, like Colin said. And there are announcements that I would like to be able to, maybe I try to sneak into E3 if I can in person. Generally, I try to do that. But, um, you know, now, like we said with the movies thing, once this is all over, I think companies are going to take a long, hard look at what E3 costs them and decide, you know what? Yeah, we should just put this damn thing on YouTube. You know, why do we got to? spend $4 million on a booth when all we're doing, it's like Super Bowl commercials. There's no return on investment. So right, it's getting a little weird. But that being said, announcements for things that aren't out yet, there's plenty of things that are out. So I want to ask you guys, have you guys been playing anything uh, interesting lately yeah. while in quarantine? Well, I've been playing a lot of a little game called Mountain Blade 1 Warband in preparation ah, for... I was about to say, we're finally here. <laughs> <laughs> not yet but almost almost march 31st is mountain blade 2 banner lord release date which they announced you know earlier this year and where is that available to purchase Jake? oh you can purchase that on steam it's going to be an early access uh but you know they're going to add a ton of content as it goes as well they put out a statement about you know covid19 saying yes we are still going to hit our deadline of march 31st so look forward to that and yeah, and so, you know, they're, they're taking precautions, obviously safety precautions with their employees, but uh, it will be available on March 31st. People have been waiting, you know, eight years for this game. So it's pretty exciting. And I've just been watching a lot of videos on YouTube uh, and I've been playing a lot of the first game and I'm just so excited. I can't wait till it comes out. Do you think the controls are going to be crazy different? Is it good that you're getting the touch up on the mm. first one? Yeah, I mean, they're pretty similar. It's just going to be better graphics, more, uh, you're going to have more troops on the field at the same time, you know, the castles and things that are going to be much more detailed and larger. And it's just going to be, I mean, the first game came out in like 2010. So just think of, you know, all the technological developments that have happened in video games since then. Um, oh, I so it's, I, I'm still <laughs> playing Skyrim like an idiot. So I just assumed all video games had looked exactly the same for the past 20 years. I posted earlier, though, I said, how do you spell quarantine? S-K-Y-R-I-M. <laughs> That's you could play that game until this whole thing blows oh, over. You'll never run out of content and you can play it on every different system. But Mountain Blade um, to Bannerlord. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Bannerlord coming about out this thing for months. Yeah. And I would suggest any normies that have never played, you know, the first one. 
go grab it now. It's $20 on Steam. Um, you know, just try it out because, you know, after the game, after the sequel comes out, you're not going to want to play this game. And this is a, oh, a classic. Norm, so if you haven't reach out to our own personal banner Lord here, he will talk you through it. I'm, I'm going to check <laughs> this guy out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I'm very excited. Very excited. Joe, how about you? You been in any games on this, uh, stay home time? Yeah, no, I, um, thanks to PS now, which is something I just got into. I have probably beaten more video games in, the first three months of 2020 than I have in like years. So I've run through the story mode on eight games so far. Oh my God. Um, Yeah. A little crazy, right? A guy who never truly has time normies. I do want to point that out. Does not finish games a lot. Yeah. No, this is like taking, taking advantage of it. So I ran through uncharted one through three, did all those, um, beat my first Mario game ever. Super Mario brothers three. Hey, um, what else? Did wow, I do? good for you. I did classic uh, the story mode Mortal Kombat 10. Finally checked out one of the newer Mortal Kombat's, Mike. Yeah, that was kind fan. of fun. Yeah, I like the cinematics. Yeah, yeah, they're a lot of fun, and I like the um, I don't know, the tone is really playful despite like how violent and gruesome it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I did uh, Wolfenstein 2 finally. That was one that you know, I played the first Kill one Nazis. and the um. The mini game, the New Order or the the New Blood, which was kind of their like in between mm. one and two. Um, mm-hmm. But man, I I love that game. Like, I just love killing Nazis so much. Uh, I did the The Last of Us because they announced that we're gonna get an HBO show. So I was like, oh okay, well that's right. Might as well finish that game. I never finished it. So what did you think? Uh, Damn, dude, what did you think? I'm excited, man. Yeah, like I th- I think that miniseries is gonna rock. Like that was it's really too bad. Uh, uh, Ellen Page. Is aged uh, out is, of the, is, the is character a grown now. Woman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now we can de-age her with our computers, <laughs> right? Yeah, we'll the Irishman her. No, that's awesome. So, Last of Us. Anything else? Um, no, this so eight games in total so far. Oh, oh, one more. Um, Arkham Origins. Never got around to finishing that one mm. before, and because of How's our Joker and Harley Quinn episodes, um, you know, I was reminded of that like. Uh, sequence that Colin had talked about in the Harley Quinn episode where Joker's kind of talking about being in love and it's really about Batman and like that that sequence was a lot of fun to play through so I think I'm going to move uh, on I watched to Bioshock really... now wow, wow. You're really <laughs> getting that's a, lot a good done. idea that's interesting I watched uh, a really racy Harley Quinn video thing earlier I know Jacob's been watching that cartoon like crazy but just a quick question for you Joe as a guy who loves those Uncharted games you could definitely walk us through an episode when we do those um, oh, supposedly yeah. that movie is about to shoot. Do you have any tentative feelings about the young Tom well, Holland as Nathan Drake? That movie's um, officially on hold now, production-wise. Oh, gotcha, um, of course. Because of because of uh, Corona, like New Mutants. I don't know if we'll ever see that. But um, does the prequel make sense for you? Is it like, yeah, I've got the games. I could use a young Nathan th- Drake. Well, the third game mm-hmm. talks about him as a young man or as a as a like 14-year-old boy. You kind of split a couple missions between being a kid and the first time you meet Sully, who's like the old dude. Um, and it's like about his his heritage and how true it is to, to him being really a descendant of Drake. So like I feel like we've kind of already explored that. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I feel like what they're probably doing is just kind of throwing – all of the games taking some best missions from each and kind of putting it into that. But no, like, to be honest, I like Nathan Drake as like a Harrison Ford 
aged adventurer. I like kind of that past to jump in at the beginning is now less interesting to me. Like Nathan filling in five to seven years ago. So yeah. Uh, Interesting story, Mike. So it's funny that you bring up Nathan Fillion. Mm. Um, our friend Cole, who you know works on movies and stuff, he worked on a shoot uh, like maybe a year ago that was this, a yeah. Uncharted it was like short. Two years ago, yeah, yeah. It was an. It was a. I don't know if it was like an official Uncharted thing or it was like a fan film. Jacob, but it, was it a might short have been and from the same guy Ari Shankar who does the Cardboard Universe, the Power Rangers, and who produces mm. Castlevania. I, I think he was oh, involved. Okay. And yeah, the so show is great. Was, I've watched it. It's on YouTube. It is. Yeah, a and ton so it was Nathan Fillion as Nathan Drake. So it's funny that you mentioned that because that's kind of perfect casting. Yeah, I see. Man, yeah, but no Mark Wahlberg busy, is Sully, right? Right, Mike? <laughs> let, let me hear a little Mark Wahlberg no. is Sully. Hey, let me talk to Nathan Drake for you. <laughs> Say hi to your mother for me. Oh, she's dead? Sorry, Nathan Drake. You lived in an orphanage? Let's go steal some jewels. <laughs> I love it, Mike. I pimp that all the time. If they're always looking yeah. for directors. Shout for out to those, the fantasy footballers. <laughs> why don't they get uh, Peter Berg to do it? He, he always does all those dumb Mark Wahlberg movies. Right. I don't want it to be Mark Wahlberg. Why are you throwing Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> he's, he's officially solely. I'm pretty sure it's Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. Mm. Oh, is he? Oh, that's terrible. Might so as well just, just do Kevin Hart in the Rock. Yeah. Let's just say, <laughs> blow it all up. But uh, while we're yeah, talking we'll video see. games, we'll see if it ever happens. Yeah. Um, you know, like Joe, I've been having a lot of downtime playing some games here. So other than Mountain Blade, which I've been playing a ton of. I've been playing a lot of NBA 2K20, of course, and then uh, I've also been playing another one of my favorite, my all-time favorite games, which is XCOM 2. So I downloaded; it was oh, on sale the other day. XCOM the uh, oh, I love XCOM, um, which is a if people don't know, it's like a turn-based uh, tactical tactical strategy. Shooter. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, very fun game. Um, I've you know I've played XCOM 2 before. Uh, but I recently, the DLC War of the Chosen was on sale. So I bought that and it adds like a whole new game basically. So it's pretty cool. So I've been doing a War of the Chosen run through. I downloaded a bunch of mods as well. Um, some are like gameplay tweaks to like make it run smoother. And then some are like adding new kinds of guns and um, like katanas instead of the typical swords that they have in that game. So it's pretty, pretty fun. That's cool. A lot, a lot of, of customization yeah. aspects right now. The What's base that? game is on PS Now, if uh, if that's something you want to check out and you have access to that. Great game. Um, love it. And War of the Chosen is keeping me interested, and so I'm just having a lot of fun with that. And Jacob, I'll steal a joke that I did read online and claim it as my own. When you play NBA 2K now, you just make it calm versus calm, and you sit back and watch it as the <laughs> only games you can watch now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw a joke online too that was like all the every NBA player should play in NBA 2K as themselves and we should just do the NBA that way. <laughs> if there was a way to figure that out, that would be so <laughs> cool, dude. Yeah, but no, I've been doing career mode and then I started my own team. Uh, you know, it's yeah, I like to play GM, you know, it's pretty fun. So, yeah, good times. A little VR ball. Uh, I'll, I'll jump ball. in here, guys. I've been playing a yeah, little. Joe, I, I, I've been playing some PS games. I told you I did that Until Dawn, that horror video game movie sort of hybrid. Mm-hmm. But that was pretty cool. Not Spooky. too much other than that. Yeah, I like to pick up... Oh, you got to check it out just because the billing of it is Rami Malek is in it, but it's way before he gets the Academy Awards. So it's like fourth person and like introducing Rami Malek. And you're like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. 
Um, I've been it's playing like, like the, Mega uh, Man collections, just dumb stuff like that. No, it's all good stuff. This is a good time to like bust out kind of the old classics is always good. Um, I've still been playing Bushido Blade 2, which is a PlayStation 1 game. Um, I've broken my own world record a couple times now in the old speed running. Uh, oh my so god, Mike. I'm still waiting on the mods to verify my submissions, though. It's not official till it's on the internet. Uh, I gotta get that number one next to my name, but I've been doing that. Um, Sekiro, I still haven't finished. Uh, I have God of War, my cousin sent me, so I have a backlog. I have Nier Auto- Automata, which I hear is a pretty good action RPG, so... I have those lined up, but I did want to talk about the Final Fantasy VII Remake because that was a decent demo. It's like the first hour. I'm excited about that, but recently, like, the release date is, like, deleted off of Amazon. Yeah. So people don't know if there's going to be a delay in supply uh, or not. So it's like, that's a game we've been talking be. about since, like, 2006, and we're still waiting for it. So Mike, I was texting it's you while we were games. games. Uh, <laughs> that's right <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> playing the demo i liked it i thought it was very cool um especially i mean like if if that's what you're bringing to the table like it was worth the wait in my opinion it's gorgeous and they definitely worked really hard on it um it's just very linear but it's the first mission you know so i gotta yeah, it's i mean it's so bare bones you're it's you're a tunnel s- you're, yeah you're staying away from spoilers Okay, and I, I should. I mean, there's I no spoilers. I beat the entire game. <laughs> but of the packaging of the first one, are you sort of aware where the cutoff is? Should I say? I get from what I understand, it's after the the Shinra and like it's like Midgar like section, right? Yes. And the thing that I want to discuss, if you don't mind me blowing this up, it was revealed this week, Mike, that while hmm. Red Thirteen is in the game, he is not playable yet. Oh shit! Because you get him know, at that point in the game, I know. he You're joins just sort your of party. Like getting him out. But all the but all the pre-sale stuff that they have shown, you know, getting up to it with the hype and the advertising, he's part of that little bit of the limited crew that you get. So if you're focusing on him as a character, he better be fucking playable, Mike. And I love him. And why isn't he? And he's adorable. No, he's always in my main party. Like when I play the original, it's Red Thirteen and Vincent because I like edgy vampires. Ah, uh, you good, are good boys. Fucking my, yeah. my edge lord brother is exactly what you are, Mike. You know <laughs> I'm Red Thirteen and Kate Sith because I'm all about adorable things, and I just like uh, giant mogs oh, yeah. and, and furry furry cats. Yeah, I am a simp for I'm a Tifa simp. <laughs> if I can't stand, I don't know, whatever. Oh, but Tifa, Tifa best so girl, hot. so she'd be in the party. Um. We'll see how it turns out, but it is going to be split into multiple parts. I don't like Square Enix's business model, and the director of this game made Kingdom Hearts 3, which, go back and listen, I did not love. Bummer. Yeah, but uh, we'll see what's up with that. But that's kind of where I'm at on the old gaming space. But We've been playing, though, boys. I'm happy that you guys have been playing games. Usually this is sort of the lightest for us because we just truly, it'll be like, well, I played like 30 minutes of Red Dead two weeks ago. You guys want yeah. me to bring that up Does again? That and it's count? like, no, fucking oh, who playing. cares? But yeah. now we're 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 playing. You know what? We should just get into Red Dead and go out into nature. Like while we're stuck in our houses, let's go. just go yeah. fishing and go hunting. Just put no, up Mike, tank. I got sick. Mike, he's he's got the cholera pretty bad. He's got to well, be self You should get the update. They they switched the tuberculosis <laughs> I know. out. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, but we we also got Animal Crossing uh, for the 3DS, so like we can not looking do some forward slow to life. it. Obviously, there's another huge Switch, video yeah. game released that day that we again might be talking about in the future. Wink, 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 Mike. Um, Could be. You it's guys talking about a devastating scourge on planet Earth. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
Uh, you guys aren't Animal Crossing fans, but my understanding of it is that it's sort of like what Jacob just said about Mountain Blade. People just kind of like that it's a bigger universe with better tweaked graphics. So the reviews are in. It does seem like this is going to be the good one. But again, just no interest from me. It's like chores the game, but people like the little cute characters and you just kind of, oh, all right, going to pick some fruit and sell that, catch some bugs and sell that. But it's very... Well, I liked what Jacob was saying about the Stardew Minecraft... Rally. Well, even that. So, you know, in our Minecraft episode where you were presenting it out, Jacob, I would put that as top tier, Minecraft. I would put Stardew right beneath it as far as, like, hardness levels, right, of the actual mm. simulations and stuff. Then something easy like, um, oh, what's the what's the big one for Nintendo that started it all? Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon, thank well, you. Animal Crossing is Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, but, and then, Mike, I would say all the way at the bottom. If you just got a lobotomy and you just woke up from a coma, somebody could hand you an Animal Crossing game and you'd be like, this is easy and fun. And yeah, it's just like, there's no challenge there, guys. Right. Yeah, and as a Dark Souls player, it's a little tough. But um, it's the initial ratings for the new Animal Crossing are putting it as potentially one of the highest rated games of the year. Like, it, if the number sticks, it's wow. like a 91 right now. So people like it. I don't get it. Normies, if you like it, let us know why. But we got it because, you know, we want a little something to chill out, you know, slow life stuff. And right. I, get, I mean, we could do an Animal Crossing episode at some point if we had a big enough fan who wanted to guest or uh, if one mm-hmm. of us was passionate enough about it. So let us know, Normies. Yeah, like I said, I'd rather play Stardew Valley, which uh, is similar, but um, maybe a little more challenging at, at times. Yeah, but there are ravenous Animal Crossing fans out there yeah. that just do not happen to be sitting in our Google Hangout <laughs> right now. Um, Sorry, Animal so Crossing. So you're acknowledged fans. But yeah, uh, so that's pretty much it. Um, I don't have anything else to play on the game. All right, I say we hit to the wrap-up then, guys. We're talking the final thoughts on episode 90 here, a momentous occasion on Normies Like Us. We're back talking 90th episode on Normies Like Us after a little uh, side talk about this impending apocalypse. Normies, I'm sure you've done it as well, pausing this podcast in between to say, is this a good use of my time? Should I be going out and getting groceries? Oh, wait, I can do that and listen to Normies Like Us. That's we right. appreciate that. We do appreciate that greatly. Um, we thank you guys for listening. Again, we had a lot of TV show talk, movie talk, and game talk, because that's what a lot of your time can be spent doing. Uh, when you're stuck at your house. But also, there's a little bit of comic book news, stuff like that. You guys want to mention anything going on? Yeah, we're reading stuff. I'm, I'm reading some books right now. We were very excited as Jacob uh, sent us some text today to talk about the new released New New Warriors news that was coming down from Marvel as we get a revamp of the classic edgy 90s team. It's no longer Skateboard Night Thrasher. It is now Safe Space and Snowflake and Trailblazer. <laughs> screen time. Screen Very time. exciting stuff. And our favorite. Screen time. Screen, be, oh, be screen time's my favorite. No, be, negative. No, be negative. Be negative. Be negative. No, screen time's my They're favorite because it's a guy man. who says, now obviously your dad sprayed you with his experimental internet spray. <laughs> like, oh, okay, what is that? His mean? grandfather was so his grandpa got him oh, you're internet right. gas. But the grandfather was hip enough to have internet gas. How old was your granddad? Yeah. Okay, boomer. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> okay, boomer. Yeah, so I guess these names are like, you know, they're taking like negative connotations of like 
the way, you know, millennials or Gen Z are described and then using them, trying to take them back, I well, guess. Well, where's but, Mr. Simp? <laughs> well, I was about to say, Mike, you might have noticed Collins my all-white bodysuit that I've just changed into that I've written with lipstick on the simp onto my chest. Um, and I'm his, I'm his sidekick, cuck lord. <laughs> the little, little cucker. But, all right. <laughs> little cucker. So they're, they're trying to take things that are generally have like a negative connotation, and then they're trying to spin it into like a positive or take take the power, like, you know, of that. So yeah. safe space has okay. like a shield Here's that protects the only people. way. You know, <laughs> Trailblazer has a backpack. I don't understand what I don't. Are you young people obsessed with backpacks? A lot of people again? that I see but, carrying backpacks daily do like to blaze things, um, and they keep their supplies <laughs> in there. Well, there that's, that's my fanny pack, Mike, and I don't need you blazers. throwing me out under the bus. That's true, Jacob. Uh, and as a little cuck, your your signature <laughs> will cuck. be doing the backpack kid. We'll dance. just be flossing. Oh man! Now, let me ask you guys cuck. this: the only way I see this working. Uh, Joe said, you know, off pod, maybe it's tongue in cheek. Maybe it's like a joke that it's like not even the real team. Maybe it's set up something else. I want to see full on parody embraced at every level where the villain of it is named like alt-right or Tiki Torch Bro or something like that. Like take mm-hmm. those levels on. The fraternity. I think the problem is it's it's a little on the nose and the, uh, yeah. <laughs> and the <laughs> audience, the audience it's that it's for is already kind of mocking it online. So like the audience that they're trying to get is already mocking it. And you know, like the anti SJW people are, are going to mock it. So who is this really for? Okay. okay. Yeah. So they it need seems like comic gate bait. Go ahead. Joe. Yeah, I could see that. Mm. Um, but like the team was originally like, something so like edgy and now you have a comedy writer that I think is trying to do the parody thing, but I don't know, man, I don't. Yeah. It has a bit of a, like uh, hello, hello fellow kids kind of angle of, of this guy trying to write jokes. The villain should be Steve Buscemi in his hello (laughs) fellow kids outfit from 30 rock and the like, um, AI that they interact with, like the Jarvis of the team should be called SJW. (laughs) They should be like checking in with SJW. (laughs) We'll have to figure out the acronym later. It'll be fine. But yeah, I mean, the the response on both sides, like the intended audience and like the, you know, everyone else, I guess, whatever. It's like no one seems to have been like, oh, this is sick. So it seems like they missed the mark, at least in some aspect. But I will say I do think it's it's harder than ever to make up superhero names because oh, sure. the ones we have are so ingrained, right? Spider-Man, like. He got bit by a spider. He has the powers of a spider. That's cheesy Spider-Man. as fuck, right? But we <laughs> yeah, like it. But like, yeah, it's yeah. yeah like if someone so came long. up with that now, yeah, or like yeah. Superman is like the most generic superhero name you could have, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and like, Jacobs, like Jacobs, one about his social media uh, device that he uses to to get hired to solve crimes. Task Rabbit, I believe that's what you've been calling oh, yourself, no. Jacob, right? <laughs> yeah, I just wear little rabbit ears. And I go around doing <laughs> you tasks. You answer your phone and you go, well, that's going to be $30 for me to stand in line for you at Subway. Yeah, you need to bring me eggs and uh, <laughs> I'm water. I'm coughing on everyone. Toilet paper. Yes. The impossible task. <laughs> um, Guys, I don't know if it counts as panic buying, but I did get one of my, my holy grails. Uh, if you go back and listen to the toys episode, mm-hmm. I talked a lot about a company called Mezco yeah. that Ooh. makes uh, highly detailed 
112 action figures. I got the the 2018 San Diego Comic Con exclusive Batman Beyond. Oh, so pretty, pretty stoked on that. Terry McGinnis. Again, I don't know if it counts as a uh, panic buying, but oh boy, am I excited! Well, I just in it. case you could take it with you to the other side, so you got it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. One I when really my wanted, body so. looks like blight, the neon skeleton from that show, you'll you'll still have that <laughs> statue, buddy. No, that's very cool. Yeah. Um, I actually, on the subject of toys, I've been, I didn't mention it earlier, but I, I finished the uh, Toys That Made Us on Netflix, all three seasons. Oh, very cool. Oh, very yeah, cool. Yeah, so I got, that was very fun to watch the Ninja Turtles one and Power Rangers especially because that's in my wheelhouse. It's crazy that... He, man. Yeah, just Haim Saban. What a, what a guy. <laughs> hey, well. <laughs> I love the way they yeah. do the, uh, the presentation on that whole story because yeah. it's like so back and forth with all the rights and then the ending just becomes like... A huge clusterfuck of like, well, Disney bought it, and then Disney sold it, and then Heim got it back, and then it went to Hasbro. And yeah, it's like wow, that really went all over the place. Yeah, so that's a fun one to check out too. Is a late a late addition into this whole whole thing for you guys at home. So, yeah, thanks for taking the ride with us though, and going through what we've been yeah, up to. Check it out, Normies. Uh, check out our March Madness episodes. We will get back to our scheduled madness with the next episode with Mike's Choice. Uh, go back and check out each of our other hosts has done one before this previous interruption, the 90th episode here. Uh, and just my final thoughts on 90 real quick. Obviously, 10 now, 10 from now, we'll be hitting 100. I kind of hope we still won't be talking about quarantine stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if we will be normies, but... Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a weird, interesting ride. So thanks for following us on it. When we uh, pitched to each other the concept of March Madness, we didn't realize just how mad it truly would be. So uh, hopefully <laughs> everyone's out. real March Madness yeah. wouldn't be canceled. Now, yeah, Jacob, your say, pitch was April Armageddon, right? Is oh, that no. what you're leading us towards? April Apocalypse, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I was going to say it's a good thing that we're still doing March Madness because the real March Madness was canceled. So people got to watch gotta, something or listen to something. Our SEO is going to really <laughs> crush it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and gamble on us. You know, if you want to bet on who's going to make it to the next seed, yeah, Jacob <laughs> might get eliminated before the next podcast. We don't oh, know I if he's going to make it to the finals. I did hear him cough <laughs> twice. He might be out. down between me and Joe. So put your money down here, guys. <laughs> Will they get an episode in in less than an hour 30? Find out next week. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good bet. Oh, man. But everyone stay everyone, safe. Make sure you're washing your hands. Please, mm-hmm. please wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your be hands. safe. Just be intelligent. Social distancing. Right? Yeah. 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 And don't like go out. Like, I see people jokes. are going out on spring break still in Florida. And it's just like, you know, yeah, don't yeah. do that. Oh, don't do that. man. Like it's fun home. to make jokes, but it is serious. Everyone does need to take precautions and, and stay safe. Mm-hmm. And just think about, you know, if you think, oh, I'm not going to get it. Just think about, you know, you could pass it to other people, your grandma, your grandparents, you know, come on, use your head. You know what I mean? You know, yes. And I will say, you know, social distancing. Well, you don't need to do it from our social medias where you can find us at normies underscore like underscore us on all the things. Rate, review, subscribe. We love that. Helps out the pod. It just helps people find the pod. That's the main thing. So recommend it to your friends, too. We like that. Or let us know what episodes you want us to cover. Absolutely. Be sure to write in and stay safe. Thank you guys so much for joining. This has been Medical Mike. Corona Collins. Wash your hands all the time. 20 seconds. Hot water and soap. Joe. (laughs) This is uh, (laughs) is Jake Jake Vid 19. 
This is sing happy birthday to its completion, Jacob. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to <laughs> yeah, you. Happy birthday, baby new year. Happy birthday to you. Thanks, Normie. <laughs> Send toilet paper. Here. Bye-bye. We're family. You could have any disease you want. As long as it's, <laughs> as long as it's Corona. <laughs> as long as it's COVID-19. You know what? I, I've been right. not doing the birthday. I've just been reciting, like, space, the final frontier. These are the voids. Like, <laughs> I do it every time all the way through. Nice. Uh, nice. In New York City, the most guessing voters are. Uh, I didn't know all the words, but it was supposed to be, you know, Strange special victims. World and, Long yeah, order. exactly. These are their stories. I don't wash my hands. I just spit on them and then rub that together. Uh, we should just end it on I don't wash my hands. <laughs> the end. All right, I'm hitting stop. I'm going to stop recording. All right, boys. Hell yeah, this is Aquaman, and if you enjoyed that episode, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, and you'd really be one of my man if you share with a friend. We'll be seeing you around. Dial down and play up. I don't know what yeah. that means. <laughs> I don't know if you saw my eyes went all white as I said it. I was like, oh, okay. Hey, is that what, what are your plans to see? Like, I'm just going to kind of dial down and play up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, hi, police. My husband might just say he's going to dial down and play up. I think yeah, he's having a stroke. I don't know what he meant. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he, was just, he was just out there on the street dialing down and playing up. Playing up. <laughs> All right. That's really funny. Whenever you're ready.